0: Episode 66 of the Avatar Hour podcast, your ultimate companion podcast to the world of Avatar. I'm Kayla. And I'm Andre. I'm KK. And today we have (laughs) KK. (laughs) (laughs) And as we just said, we have the pleasure of being joined by Con organizer KK Bracken. How are you doing? How's it going?
1: I'm doing great. Searching for venues, ready to go, jazzed about the
2: convention. Awesome.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting. Like, I didn't hear too much, like anything else about like avatar convention, like just avatar themed conventions. This is, I'm really excited about this episode.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. For our listeners who are not familiar with you or your work, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and a little bit about uh, Cabbage Con?
1: Yeah. um, I uh, started going to cons in 2013 when my current hyper focus was the Game of Thrones books, A Song of Ice and Fire. There was a, Mm -hmm. um, Ice and Fire Con in Ohio, where I live, and I got more involved with that. Eventually, I started co-organizing that, and uh, me and my co-organizer at the time decided to start a Steven Universe convention.
2: Nice.
1: So in 2016, we um, kick-started Beach City Con. Uh, It was awesome. In 2018, I sort of split from her and uh, renamed the con Empire City Con. And we just had the last year uh, in November, so that was wonderful and bittersweet, but Steven's over, so and the fan base isn't as active as Avatar, so my next project is Cabbage Con, an Avatar fan convention, and I'm pretty jazzed about it. Awesome. I
0: mean, we're pretty jazzed about it too. Andre's never been to a fan convention before.
1: No, I haven't. Um uh, my cons are my cons are really good for first timers cuz they're small and um they're single fandom so like, you know, you have something to instantly connect with people on.
2: Yeah, that helps. I it's it's I don't love huge crowds even before COVID, and I've only just now gotten over like insecurities about, you know, like cosplay and stuff like that. But yeah, when we when we saw that I think CabbageCon was just like recommended to us as an account to follow. We were like, "Ooh, what's this?" Like we were really interested in it because yeah,
0: I sent him the uh, post from one of the cosplayers I follow who mentioned CabbageCon, yeah. and I'm like, uh, "Excuse me, we need to talk about this." Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we like to ask all of our guests this. um, What's your personal relationship to Avatar? Um, Did you uh, watch the show as a kid? Did you find it later on in life? How did you come across it?
1: Uh, Definitely later in life for me. I want to say like my early 20s. I'm 31 now. And it was actually the first like children's cartoon I ever watched Mm -hmm. um, as an adult. And it didn't spark my obsession with children's cartoons that was Steven. So, I think it actually holds a more unique place in my life that I like really loved it and admired it even before I was into the genre as a whole. It's not necessarily my favorite show. Adventure Time holds that uh space mm-hmm. in my heart, but for my money, I think it's the best show ever made.
0: <laughs> At least of the ones yeah, I've watched. We agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What what do you what do you think it is about shows like um Adventure Time and Steven Universe that that capture so many people's attention.
1: I mean, I think part, the first thing is the art form, right? Animation is so exciting and interesting and you can do things in that medium you can't do in literally any other medium. Um, But, you know, just messages of hope and perseverance and friendship and love. I think we... You know, I'm not that interested in the Squid Games and the Game of Thrones shows of the world because I get it; the world sucks. I'm more interested in right. the Hope Punk shows uh, that tell us that things can get better if we care about each other. Yeah, I love that.
0: I didn't even think of it like that. I was like, I'm, I'm I honestly same here with me that like Avatar being like one of the first like kids shows, quote unquote, to like that I like enjoyed and sparked my love for it. So you know you know, the Avatar to She-Ra pipeline, you
2: know? Well, I think especially, too, during, like, COVID times and everything, I don't think people were um, as enamored with stuff like that, and I think that's part of the reason why I think Avatar had a little bit of a renaissance um, and why I think so many people joined, you know, She-Ra and Steven Universe towards the end of the series um, because of just the timing of it all. I mean, I love Squid Game, but at the same time, I was like god damn this is I mean I get it this is depressing like you know like I have such a a limited capacity for shows like that I've noticed recently
1: and don't get me wrong I I know those shows are brilliant in their own right and I'm not saying people shouldn't enjoy them I just for me personally I know I know what I like and it's happiness
0: (laughs) yeah
2: exactly (laughs) yeah definitely
0: So you mentioned before that you worked on Beach City, then Emerald, sorry, not Emerald, sorry, it's a different convention, my bad, Empire City Con. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what kind of motivated you to create this fan convention that celebrates the Avatar universe?
1: Um, Again, I I really love the concept of a single fandom con because that just glues people together so intensely. And I think it's time. I think Avatar deserves a con, right? The fandom is burgeoning and um, active and... I, you know, I hate that I have to think about money, but I always do as the con organizer and the um, tabletop game just made $9.5 million on Kickstarter. So I yeah. think my, I'm going to kickstart the first year for Cabbage. And I think I have a really good chance of selling out, not just making my goals, but... Um, so you know, I think all those factors uh, combined to make it the right time for it. So
0: I mean, it's um, great mm-hmm. timing of the Renaissance that we keep referring to. You know, the fandom's only gotten bigger since the pandemic because of it being added to Netflix and also like Avatar Studios. Like now we have that too. I know. Like we're not only getting a bigger fandom, we're getting more content to enjoy so and exciting. freak out over. Like <laughs> so, exciting. was that
2: something that kind of fueled your your desire to start an avatar convention that not only you knew the fan base was there but that there's like an, a lot of room in the future for that fandom to grow because of avatar studios and even to some extent the live action series on netflix yes absolutely that was a big part of it because
1: the again the ending of my Stephen con was bittersweet because you know my numbers were way down and it wasn't just covid it was the show ending and Stephen's not going anywhere. I think the fandom is a little shell-shocked after Future, for better or for worse. And so it's we're in sort of a lull right now. But um, so I wouldn't, you know, I would love to do a She-Ra but I wouldn't, knowing what I know now about Stephen, because um, it's just hard to get people together once the show is over. But for a lot of reasons, as we've mentioned, Avatar is only getting bigger and more active. And so I think that's important. Again, I have to worry about money, unfortunately. If I win the lottery, I'll, I'll do my dream, which is Cartoon Con, which would be all of this stuff. Oh. Yeah, like a Western animation con, a la Anime Cons. That's my my literal dream. Uh, yeah. Yes, I would love it. But until then, <laughs> until I win the lottery, I have to worry about selling tickets, and I think I won't have any trouble with, uh, with Avatar.
0: I agree. Oh, definitely. So, what do you think oh, sorry,
2: what do you, um sorry, Kayla. Go you go. I just want to I was just <laughs> curious, apart from, you know, the increasing long- longevity of Avatar, what do you think it is about the show that has not only been able to hold down fans for for this long but also continues to bring in new ones?
1: The world, I think is the first hook of Avatar, um, you know, it's magic, but it's kind of not because the bending is the only thing that's magic in the show. So, um it's just so rich and interesting and you know based in real culture which is really cool and a really respectful interesting way um but then i think you, you come for the world and stay for the characters and the message mm. I love that.
2: It's gonna be our new tagline for the <laughs> for our podcast. <laughs> we we said we said something in season one, but it was a lot more pessimistic. It was like come for the characters, stay for the trauma or yeah, something, something like that. that. Stay for the Kayla. emotional
0: trauma. That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah,
2: something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, that ex- that, that does explain a lot. Uh, <laughs> so I know that you're in the early planning stages of this con, but uh, is there anything, like, what are some things that we can expect from Cabbage con in the future?
1: Um, I mean, you know, I'm sorry to say there is always a chance I won't find a venue. There is always a chance that I, the Kickstarter won't be successful. There is always a chance that Nickelodeon or Paramount will tell me I can't do this con. Um, mm-hmm. I can legally, but I can't fight them legally if they want to take me to court anyway. Um, I think not finding a venue is most likely Uh, so that's my first on my docket, uh, is finding one. Um, and then, uh, if all those three things are go my way, then what we can expect is, I mean, I don't know, I'm already talking to my programming coordinator and director about like martial arts, uh, demonstrations, calligraphy workshops. Um, there will always be the traditional, like sit down and talk panels, which are always really fun. Um, my, my ace cosplay guests who will not be billed as guests this year because they're white, (laughs) but they will still come and help, uh, uh, do programming for the love of Claude and Kelly Kirstein. They're going to do an Ember Island players musical.
2: Oh, (laughs) love that. Wait, you
0: said it for the love of Claude? Yes. Okay, yes. I follow them on TikTok. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. For the love of Claude, um, and their girlfriend <laughs> Kelly Kirstein. they're really amazing, and Claude oh my God, is
0: just yay. I just started is following a on TikTok. I'm so yes. excited now.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And uh, so pretty pumped about that. Yes. Um, and you know, I already have some amazing guests in mind. Tranquil Ashes. I don't know if you've seen her cosplay. She got featured on the Legend of Korra actual like page. Um, oh, wow. With her Cora cosplay. If, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. If she was featured, then yeah, yeah. probably we've probably seen it.
1: She just, yeah, she's already on board to be my first guest. I've reached out to FCE, the author of the Kiyoshi novels, just because I those. want to meet him. Yes. <laughs> I want to meet him. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, the content is always fan-inspired of the con, so um, that's, you know, always going to be a little bit up in the air until a little bit beforehand, but uh I always do a, like a workshop and game room, uh, like a craft and game room rather. So you can like go and do avatar coloring pages and make uh co- make art, and we always have a gallery at the end. And
2: I always have a vendors room so you can buy your sweet sweet merch. And um,
0: yeah, that's so exciting. I, it's
2: fu- It's funny because I can imagine putting something together like, like this is like very hectic and stressful, but. The I, this actual convention just sounds like the most relaxing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I try to, I try, yeah, I try to do, uh, I try to make that kind of environment, you know, very uh, yeah, welcoming and safe for queer, disabled, neurodivergent people. That's my top priority always. Very accessible space. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I, I uh, people love, people love the stuff I do. And I'm very proud and happy that they do. I had people at the end of Stephen Conn when I announced Cabbage go, guess I have to watch Avatar now. <laughs> <laughs> and if the only thing I achieve is more people watching Avatar, I consider that a success.
0: So, yes. Well,
2: yeah, that's a, that's a testament to how much that fun they had. And you know how, how freaking hard it is to get people to watch TV shows. <laughs> I'm, I know because I am one of those people. Um, yeah, same here. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's really exciting. Well, I know you mentioned um, some people from TikTok, and you wanted to get FCE. Um, If you could have, let's say, like top three people, Dante Bosco, (laughs) okay, in the top Dante Dante Bosco Bosco in the
1: top three spots. Uh...
2: Awesome. What about the uh, two two others like that were involved with the show?
1: I mean, what would you you say? I would break my no white guests for Janet Varney. I would. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I would. And then other than that, I don't know. Honestly, being such a small con, I cannot just stack my guest list with people that cost a lot of money. Um, so of I wouldn't be upset if I didn't have any voice actors or or production people um, um, at the con first year, at least. Uh, so mm-hmm. if I can't get Dante, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one loves Avatar more than Dante Bosco.
2: So I mean, hey, he jumped. I would on the pod- agree. He jumped in
0: the Avatar podcasting boat himself. So right,
2: <laughs> he's one yeah, of us. I would agree. <laughs> yeah, him and him and Jeanette Vardy, I think, are are definitely two voice actors who seem to be a- as much into Avatar as uh, people from the fandom. Mm-hmm. Definitely,
0: that's amazing. So, uh, what are some of the things that you hope Cabbage Con accomplishes? Like you know, either within the fandom, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think I, I just mentioned this, but my main priority always is a safe space for what I call the too muches, the too louds, the too weirds, right? Like, I want a space for us all to congregate and um, just be ourselves together. Uh, that's always my number one priority. And I think when you celebrate something that is so deeply um, um motivated to also achieve that itself, the the media itself. I think that's easy to achieve and I'm excited. If I do that, I think I've done my job.
2: So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really exciting to hear. Well, um, I think that that's all the questions we have for you, KK. We're, needless to say, super excited about Cabbage Con, and we would love to support in any way possible. Absolutely. Where can our listeners also support you, find your stuff, Cabbage Con related or otherwise, and, you know, just follow updates on maybe the Kickstarter in the future and stuff like that. Where can they, where can they find all of that?
1: Okay, before I say this, I had to make a caveat. I had to choose between Cabbage Con and White Lotus Con. Um, <sighs> Because, you know, it's a whole host of factors, what's available in terms of uh, um, URLs and and uh, mm-hmm. social media and stuff. And if I'd chosen White Lotus Con, everything could have been at White Lotus Con, and it would have been beautiful and perfect. But Cabbage Con <laughs> is clearly the better name, because I can yell, <laughs> yeah. my Cabbage Con! Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry that it's disparate, but I think it's you can perfect. email... Um, Cabbage Convention, or sorry, Instagram is at Cabbage Convention. Um, Mm -hmm. You can go to cabbagecon.com right now and sign up for the mailing list. I think that's the best way to get news. Um, And then you can email avatarconvention at gmail.com if you want to get involved. Um, I'd really love to fill some spots on my uh, council with some new people. If you're organized, motivated, share the vision of the space I want to create, please let me know. Um, I'm especially looking for Asian indigenous, otherwise of color people, of course. Um, and, uh, those are the main three. I think Facebook is also up. I think that's slash cabbage con. I'm trying not to get too into the marketing side of things before I know <laughs> there is going right. to be a con, but uh, I think those are the four places you can find us for now. Um, so I'll say that again. Instagram is at cabbage convention, cabbagecon.com for the mailing list, avatar convention at gmail.com to contact us and cabbage con on Facebook.
2: Awesome. Well, we'll put all of those links in our episode description. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in this week. Um, just a quick reminder, you can pledge at our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Avatar Hour Podcast to receive lots of cool exclusive benefits. And you can reach out to us to get in touch at our social media channels on Facebook and Instagram at the Avatar Hour Podcast and on Twitter at Avatar Hour. And-
0: That wraps up our episode for today. Uh, Tune in next week for our next installment of our season three recap of ATLA. Uh, Thank you so much again for being on the show today, KK. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, until next time, I'm Kayla. I'm Andre. I'm KK. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.
2: (laughs)